Wake up, world. You are now tuned in to the Wake Up and Win podcast, and I'm your host, Devon Pouncey. We're here at the Pac West Center in downtown Portland, which is also the home of 102.9 and 750, the game sports radio station. This past week, I've gotten a lot of great feedback about the inaugural episode of our podcast, and I'd like to say thanks to everybody who's shared the podcast, who's commented and left different feedback. We appreciate all of that is welcome. Um, On this episode, which is episode number two, we're going to keep the momentum rolling as we have another special guest in the building. This guy is a pro skills trainer and he trains athletes such as Alan Crabb of the Portland Trailblazers, Peyton Pritchard, who is the point guard of University of Oregon. He also trains former Oregon State standout Jamie Weisner. Yep. Yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And. So without further ado, we're just going to jump straight into this. I got Casey Trueke in the building right now. What up, what up? What's good, man? How you doing? I'm great, man. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I appreciate you for coming in today. You are actually the first in-studio guest that we've had on this podcast, so I'm really excited to get the ball rolling with you. Dope. I'm excited as well. Like I just said, you caught me at the right time because this is my last free speaking event. <laughs> so I'm about to give you all the last knowledge I can. Yeah, we then, yeah we gonna be that. We gonna take it and run with it over here, man. I'm glad you could join for the right price. You yeah, know, so exactly. <laughs> I got you. It's all good. It's all good. So we'll start off with kind of you and Alan Crabb's backstory. Uh, I know you're his personal trainer and. You're out here training everybody and getting everybody's game right out here in Portland, Oregon. So kind of just tell us the backstory of how you and Alan kind of brought the, brought what you all have together and how you keeping it going forward. Yeah, so Alan's like my brother. That's my brother and my client in the same thing. And we have like a unique dynamic between the both of us because, you know, I feel like that's such a hard thing to do to know when to be serious and know when to just have fun and let loose so i met alan it was eighth grade really uh we were playing against each other in the aau tournament and his godfather who ended up being our high school coach he was at the game he was recruiting one of our other players that played on my team long story short i ended up having a great game that game i must have had like 30 on alan's team (laughs) so his godfather you know ended up wanting me to go there and so i went to price and i I met alan my freshman year and we kind of just you know been best friends since then i went on and i played at montana state and alan played at cal and you know just through my own trials and tribulations and you know what I went through, I kind of decided that this training thing was something that I wanted to pursue, um, mainly because I wanted to influence the lives of younger kids at the time. I set out to train because I didn't want anybody that I put my hands on, so to speak, to go through what I went through, you know, to go through those tough times about coaches and uncertainty in life. So that's what I said. I said, you know, I, I want to create a program where I basically just mentor kids and teach them the, the way to come up and, you know, what you need to be looking out for. So long story short, I started training and within like two, three years, Alan was getting ready to go to the NBA draft. And him and my mentor, you know, I connected them too, and I basically just interned that first summer for Allen. I got him ready for the draft, and with that, you know, he made a lot of strides. He 
he I think he added like like 10 pounds and got some inches on his vert so after that I was like you know um you know this this is something really good and something I want to move forward with and he asked me to you know drop all my clients that I had in LA and basically just my life in LA and come out here and be with him full time so that's what ultimately moved me out here and man I'm glad it's been a blessing you know I've been able to meet so many other people and touch so many other lives so that was definitely a a good place and a good decision for me to make that's dope that's dope I like how you all are keeping it within the circle you know and just building a strong team amongst that exactly so you've also trained Peyton Pritchard out here now I know Pritchard has won I believe four state championships with Westland High School and now we just watched him yesterday unfortunately they had a tough loss to the University of North Carolina but we watched him win more at the University of Oregon as a true freshman and make a Final Four run, which was their first Final Four run in 78 years. So just kind of from your perspective, from somebody who actually trains him and gets to see a different side of him outside of what us, the fans, may see based on the production on the court, why is it that he's such a winner the way that he is? I always say this when people ask me about Peyton. Peyton is the hardest working person I know. Hands down, whether you're an NBA athlete, college athlete, high school athlete, he was in high school at the time, and this dude would call me literally 11, 12 at night trying to get in the gym. I used to turn my phone off to not talk to Peyton. And, (laughs) you know, people don't understand, like, how true that is. This dude is in the gym nonstop, before games, after games, we would go through full-blown workouts, and we had a game the same day, and I, I never saw anything like that. You know, so I could just credit that to, you know, his just drive to wanting to be the best. Simple as that. Man, I can respect that wholeheartedly. Um, so you do performance enhancement. You focus on performance enhancement amongst athletes. And I know that you like to focus in a lot on kind of the cognitive aspect. of what can help players succeed, progress, and whatever the case may be, and what it is that they do. Maybe you could drop a gem or two since this is the last time you're getting on (laughs) (laughs) for free. (laughs) Maybe you could drop a gem or two on why you focus on that and just kind of talk about what it is that you do when it comes to to the cognitive aspect of these players. You know, this is why I think that I'm the best trainer in Oregon because I like that I like that (laughs) (laughs) I think that I have a dynamic that nobody else has and that's I can tap into people's minds I can understand why they do what they do and then I can be not only a mentor to them you know like a coach to help them go through those times but I can be somebody that's a friend so I can play both roles really I you know when I need to love up on them then I can do that when I need to be a little bit more aggressive and you know, push them a little bit more than I can do that as well. And that's something that you really, really don't find in, you know, my field. So, like, for instance, I had um, Josh Smith, who came to me last summer, and he was about 385 pounds when I first met Josh. And He's an L.A. guy, too, right? Uh, no, he's no? from Seattle. Josh okay, from Seattle. okay, yeah, 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 okay. So Josh was the number one player in class of 2010. So he was the number one setter, center, and like everybody was like, he's one and done. He's in the NBA for sure. This is and this. Right. Um, Josh's career didn't pan out that way. He got to UCLA. He got hurt his senior year. 
and he got to UCLA and he had gained a lot of weight and then he could never really get it off. So Josh went to UCLA, he went to Georgetown, then he played in the D-League. So everybody wondered, you know, why, why couldn't he lose this weight? He was 385 pounds, he's overweight, couldn't get up and down the court. If he had the best trainers, he had UCLA's, you know, performance enhancement training staff, he had Georgetown's training staff, he had the NBA training staff. What was it about this guy that could not get him over that hump? And like I said, like going into why people do what they do, the psychology behind it, the purpose behind it, you know, like like uh, Eric Thomas says, like, what's your why? What's your reasoning for doing these things? It wasn't so much that I knew more than other trainers or that we did something, uh, you know, drastically different. But I got Josh to understand and focus on why he was initially doing these things and what he was doing it for. And long story short, Josh lost about 85 pounds that summer. And, you know, everybody was calling me like this, this hero, this genius. Well, yeah, I am. But, you know, <laughs> it, it has a lot to do just why people do what they do. And that psychology and that cognitive part of the brain. And I, that, that's just why I think it's so important, not only with losing weight, but just in life, just helping them become a better person in general. You know, so that's something that I really, really accredit to and the game is is changing it's changing so much and you see it with like Steph Curry and like his guys and what they do and how they try to train the subconscious mind and you know it's kind of picking up in the NBA but this is kind of the stuff that I know and that's what I'm going to be focusing on this summer with my guys right right now I, I also looked up that this summer I believe last summer you kind of trained pretty much whoever I don't know maybe was willing to pay to get trained or right, 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 or, or right. you know who was dedicated to working hard and I noticed you said that this summer you're kind of changing the game up and you're going to only focus on a select few players. What kind of motivated you to want to only focus on a select few players rather than a community of players or athletes? Well, I, man, I've been on a journey. So the last four or five months, I kind of, you know, just wanted to elevate my level of experience. So I contacted like the best trainers and the be the most knowledgeable people that I knew around the training world and I just wanted to learn from them. So I set out on this journey to learn from these guys how to be optimally healthy, you know, how to jump your highest, how to eat your best. So I created a, a new program and it's, it was called the Casey Waves, just something I put together, but it focused on like sleeping, eating, nutrition, you know, how you hydrate yourself, how you go to sleep at night, what little stretches and exercise we're doing. Um, like I said, training the subconscious mind, going into the cognitive things. What do you say to yourself, like your thought process? And it's, the program is going to be super detailed. So I didn't think that I could give it to something like I could give that to something of the masses or that, you know, they'll really take that and, and run with it. So I definitely, you know, wanted to bring it to only a select few and kind of just see where those guys go. So like kind of like my test group, so to speak, because I know this is something that's going to be huge. So I just wanted to, you know, just see where these guys are from beginning to end and kind of, you know, show their progress because people like to see tangible stuff. Right. So you like to see where you are in May and then where you end up in September. So I wanted to focus on about eight to ten guys and really just give them everything I have rather than just a little bit at a time. 
That makes perfect sense, dude. Have you picked the players that you're going to work with already? Because I'm interested. We're going to uh, test that experiment out here on the Wake Up and Win podcast. <laughs> and around this time next year, we want to know the progress of these players. Yep, yep. So I did. So, man, I actually sent out an email to about maybe like 12, 12 parents. And I got... 12 yeses within like 30 minutes (laughs) right it was crazy i didn't i didn't think the genius the guru (laughs) i didn't think i was gonna get that at all but definitely um you know some of the guys go to jeff and some of the guys go to different local high schools around here so i'm excited for them because i know without a doubt that it's going to elevate their game interesting that's what i like to hear also within these last couple of months You've been going to a lot of Tony Robbins conferences. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Now he's a guru for real. He's a guru. <laughs> so you went to one here in Portland, right? Mm-hmm. And then you went to one in LA. Right. C- could you kind of tell us about your experiences at the two outside of the fact that in LA you were out there with Kanye and the Kardashians and here in Portland, <laughs> uh, you were with my boy Naeem over here in the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so and out here in Portland, it was it was Tony Robbins, but it was a lot of other speakers speakers as well. And you know they had like Gary V and has guy from Shark Tank, and they had you know this real estate guy. So out here in Portland, it was more so just a bunch of different what do you want to call it? Just a bunch of different things, so to speak, like real estate, how how to be wealthy in real estate, how to, how to learn the stock market and. Gary V just inspiring you on what you should do and go out and do work. And out in LA, it was basically 50 hours of only Tony Robbins. And he was just teaching us how to be the optimal you, so to speak. You know, I think people relate more when you're just genuine, when you're a genuine person. I think that's where confidence comes from, really. So that had experience. I told my friends like this. Think of your most fun time in life and magnify that times 100. That's what I felt like. Um, Just jumping up and down, like just being who you are at its core essence, man. Not caring what anybody thinks about you. Not having, you know, all these judgments of society. Like you just being you at your fullest potential. So it was like an EDM party at a yes. business conference. It was EDM, <laughs> but without all the extra drugs and Right, stuff. right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you on that one. So this is how I explained it to my friends. I was like, imagine your drunkest, most fun night. Right. Times 100. 200. Sober. <laughs> so it was nuts. Man, I, I loved it. I loved it. That's dope, man. That's dope. Obviously, being Alan Crafts' trainer, you have some insight when it comes to the locker room of the Portland Trailblazers. What do you think switched over? What kind of turned on that switch from the first half of the season to the second half of the season? Obviously, the first half, it was pretty up in the air on whether they'd be a playoff team or not. Uh, Right here in the second half, they've just been pretty much rolling. The team has been clicking, and they're in position. They are the eighth seed right now, and they're pretty much in prime position to secure that spot within these next six or so games that they have left. From your perspective, what do you think that it was that changed in that locker room to allow the team to make the push that they're uh, making right now? I think it has a lot to do with just cohesiveness, right? Because, you know, Evan is new and he was a, he's a, is a big part of their team. And you got to just kind of let guys have some time to gel together, to get to know each other in locker room, get to know each other outside of the locker room, 
spend time with each other, just the team chemistry. And I feel like once that started to happen, once they decided to trust each other, you know, everything took off from there. And then they did get a big, big addition. So. Nurkic. Exactly. <laughs> Nurkic. Yeah, he, he's amazing, man. Yeah. I, unfortunately, he got a, a little injury going on right now. He's out for about two weeks or so, but that means he should be back for the playoffs, you know, saying that all goes well with the rehabbing and the healing process and things like that. But, yeah, from the games that I've been able to see, he is amazing inside. He's a big help to them, yep. And then they got a lot of, you know, draft picks. So, again, they're young and, you know, team chemistry and cohesiveness and just being able to trust each other, I think that goes a long way in the NBA because those guys are so good already, you know. Um, every one of them can play, whether it's from the 12th guy on the end of the bench or the superstar. Like, people don't understand how good those guys are night in and night out, like, until you're actually on their court playing. So you also have launched a few social media sites, and I know one is called Unbounded Athlete, right. um, which from my perspective, I look at, look at it as sort of a motivational page for athletes. Kind of break down how that came about and, what the goal and the mission is with the unbounded athlete man um so unbounded athlete it started with me and my boy roy red we kind it it was tony robbins just unleashing the power of the mind pretty much why why again why players do what they do what your thought process is like now how strong is your thoughts um we're aware of things that people aren't aware of that hold us back so there's different things and different self-talk that we say to ourselves that kind of hold us back from different situations or don't let us act in certain situations and a lot of that has to do with fear so unbounded athlete we just kind of want to untap your fullest potential of yourself you know get rid of those limiting beliefs that you have in yourself you know how to get people to act in spite of fear so the mission with that is just, you know, try to get, reach as many athletes and people in general just to, you know, be the best them, be the most fulfilling them. Right. Now, do you only train basketball players or do you train multiple sports or kind of what's your deal with that when it comes to sports you train and what you specialize in? Obviously, I would say that you specialize in basketball, but do you focus on any other sports from time to time? especially dealing with like the cognitive aspect of uh, being an athlete yeah so i do only with performance enhancement that i do every sport so you know every sport is the same thing you know guys need to run faster jump higher throw harder you know so i do all sports with that performance enhancement in terms of the weight room and you know how you think because that that applies to everybody but it just so happened that i played basketball growing up i went to college so i have a good solid base in basketball skills performance so I do that as well but I originally went to school for performance enhancement for every sport you know whether that be baseball soccer football if you're a stay-at-home mom you know I, I work with everybody that's nice that's nice so a couple of quick questions just more NBA questions the first mm-hmm. one I want to ask is who wins MVP this year Russell Westbrook why so man I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't even know if that's a logical question (laughs) (laughs) due to the fact that he's averaging a triple double. But I mean, obviously, it's a lot of speculation that Harden should win it as well. And Harden was who I was rolling with to win the MVP this year. And then this past 
five days or so, Westbrook just continues to explode. Right. Harden's right. taking a couple airs. L's. He took one here in Portland, and then he turned around and took one at Golden State as well. But why would you give uh, Russell Westbrook the edge over James Harden in that race? His team. If you look at both their teams, if you take both those guys outside of their teams, I think the Rockets would be better than the Thunder if both of those guys weren't playing. I think the Rockets lead the league in three point three pointers made. You know, he James has a great supporting cast, guys that can shoot. So Russ doesn't have that. I mean, you know, like I said, those guys are amazing in who they are already, but. He just doesn't have the caliber of players that James had, so he's doing a lot with less. What was your take on LeVar Ball? <laughs> I love <laughs> I personally love him. Okay. I love the dude because, like I said, when you can ultimately be just who you are at his core essence and not care what other people say or think or, you know, all that stuff. So I love the confidence that he instills in his kids, you know, just kind of go after it and, you know, not care. I'm all for that, man. <laughs> Do you think Lonzo will have a tough time in this league? Because, I mean, yeah, he's he's talking that talk for Lonzo, and I know a lot of these guards are going to be ready to come at him right. once oh, he gets there. He for sure is. He for sure is going <laughs> to probably – everybody's going to probably want a chance at him, but I think he's going to handle himself well. And even if he doesn't the first couple times, that's going to be a good tester, you know what I mean? That's going to be good, like, experience for him because right. the only way to succeed is to fail, so – He's gonna go through those times at first, and he's just gonna get a lot better from that. Do you so. think? Do you think he's the best player coming into this draft, this upcoming NBA draft? Um, in terms of what, I, I, I think he's the most complete all-around player. I don't think he's the best scorer. Okay. So it, it really, and this is what uh, not a lot of people really understand is NBA is really about fit. Right. right. You can you can go one place and not be good, but go another place and be awesome. So it really just comes down to fit and style of the team. You know, um, like, like with my best friend Allen, for instance, um, you know, his, his game, it just depends what your game is like. His game is coming off screens, coming off one one to two dribble pull-ups, you know. So if he's in a system where that can help him flourish, he'll be amazing. But if he's not, then he'll just be, you know, one of the guys. So it, it really just comes down to what team you go to, the fit, the style they play, and if the coach gives you that green light and if they instill confidence in you. That's what's up. Now, the last question I have for you here is this podcast is titled Wake Up and Win. So I kind of want to start something new. You're actually the first guest that I'm going to try this with. When you wake up in the morning, do you have like a ritual or something it is that you do (laughs) that pretty much prepares you to go out and win the rest of your day? I do. I do. It's funny you asked me that because I didn't do it today. And I, I just told <laughs> yeah. my sister, I was like, I need to get back to my rituals. Yeah, I but, didn't do mine today either. So, <laughs> But I'm asking the question. <laughs> I do. I do. So when I wake up in the morning, I read my Bible for 30 minutes. And then I do some breathing exercises, breathing exercises to help with performance and, you know, just life in general, how to breathe better. Because a lot of people don't know. Yeah, as a society, we breathe wrong, and it's something called paradoxical breathing, but, you know, that's getting into performance. But, yeah, I do breathing exercises, then I do visualization exercises, just kind of how I want my future to go, how, how I want my life to go. And then I do this gratefulness uh, exercise that I learned from Tony Robbins. Three things that I'm grateful for and, you know, that, that I'm proud to have, and I just kind of focus on those things and 
you know, just give thanks for those three things. That's what's up, man. Yeah, mine's is, I don't know what mine's is yet, but <laughs> I just figured it'll be a good question because of what the show is called. But no, I, I'm trying to get back into kind of working out a little bit more, and I guess that kind of gets me started and kind of wakes right. me up so, to go out and be productive. So I probably need to start training with you here w- in the next couple. <laughs> One of the things that Tony Robbins said that, that was actually dope was that, you know, we're all pretty much defined by our rituals, right? So whatever we do, that you can see a person's life or how it's going to go by his or her rituals. So if you see somebody that's overweight, you know their rituals are most likely overeating or, you know, not taking care of themselves. So you can really tell how a person is by their rituals. So all the small things you do every day, that that ultimately leads to who you are as a person. Absolutely. Well, man, I appreciate you so much for coming to your last free podcast episode (laughs) and dropping a few gems with us today, man. It's much appreciated. And do you have any social media sites, Twitter handle, Instagram for your performance enhancement companies for your personal yourself uh just kind of yeah promote yourself man yep so i do have i'm on social media i'm on instagram at aon athletics um what's that stand for all or nothing athletics i like that i like that that's my company name um i'm on twitter at casey treheke and i am on i have my website so it's www.aonathletics.com all righty, man. Well, like I said, we appreciate you for coming on to the Wake Up and Win podcast. And I'll be following you as you continue this journey of training these players and getting these athletes right and giving back. You know, obviously you played at a high level of basketball, and I just love seeing players give back to the game. You know, as, a, as an athlete myself and somebody who played college basketball, I feel like my way of kind of giving back to game and sports is – here in the studio, (laughs) you know what I mean, talking about it. So I can always respect anybody who gives back to the game and whatever their own form may be. So continue working hard, man. Continue doing what you're doing, and let's see these Blazers make a push in this playoffs. (laughs) Exactly. I'm with you, my brother. All righty. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the podcast. Now stay woke and go win.